And the one thing I'll never, ever forget is being three, four, six years old and being like, I'm not watching the news. It's always bad news. And I made that decision that age. And I literally have really never watched the news until high school when they actually, we had to for whatever kind of book report or report we had to do. And I had remembered, you know, at that age, I'm like, no, I made this agreement when I was like four or five years old, I'm not watching the news. And then when you go into metaphysical school, they literally teach you, do not watch the news, right? So it's just amazing to me on something like that, that I just, I knew my whole core was like, no. Welcome to the Camp PP Uncensored Podcast, Season 3, Episode 19, Part 1, with my guest, Dr. Judy Legrand, as we talk about what does metaphysics mean to you. And it's a really fascinating conversation between the two of us because it's really about going back to our truth and it's all about the possibilities and affirming and paying attention to one's intuition and being guided divinely. And though that might sound very esoteric, it's really the universal law. So pull up that chair, grab that coffee and cannoli because here we go. So let's talk. We connected through social media. We connected through, I think, Facebook. You randomly reached out to me. You must know that I have this podcast because I think you basically, and without like, you know, putting words in your mouth, basically were like, is this, you know, do you take on guests? And I was like, yes, I take on guests. Would you like to be a guest? And we had this little quick exchange. I wasn't even really clear what it was and why it was and what what was it drew you into it. But I was complimented that you even inquired. So I want to thank you for that. Um, because what I think is so interesting as you build um, anything you're passionate about, especially something like this, when you do it messy, publicly, uncomfortably in front of people. And I don't mean like messy, like, oh, it's a mess or what. But in a way where people are like, who does she think she is doing that thing over there? Who does she think she is stretching in front of us when we know this is what she and who she is? When it's like, who are we? We're like, we're like ever flowing forms of energy. You and I know this. And the limited beliefs are only that of which we put upon ourselves or onto others. That we also know too. So basically, we should live borderless, boundaryless, while still, of course, having boundaries, you know, not like, oh, I'm a doormat kind of boundaryless, but, but in the sense of the fluidity of like going like with the galaxy mentality is what I call it, like just shooting like, you know, the galaxy, never getting stuck. Um, but it is interesting because doing a platform like this and what I'm getting back to, like that you reaching out, that just started really happening with people doing that. And, and it's really great because what I love about being able to provide this platform is that I'm not honed in on just finances or just Broadway shows or just transformation. I love all stories because I love people and I'm curious by nature. And so it is like a smorgasbord of delicious conversations around the campfire. So what I'm curious, have you ever heard this podcast platform that I produce? No. Um, so I have multiple of things going on um, in my life. And one of them is um, for, for one, I, I realized I was collecting friends, but I wasn't actually getting to know these people, right? And so people are commenting on my on my thing, sending me all this love, and there, and then I go out in public, and I'm like famous now because people are like, "Oh, Judy," and I'm like, "Do I know you?" Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And so I kind of 
for one, I need to be a little, get more, a little bit more humble, right? Um, I was never very good at socializing. Um, and so getting myself out there and socializing and genuinely, like you said, like the campfire, getting to know people, all these stories, those stories are amazing. And when I talk to my clients, they have amazing stories that things that they've been through and some things I couldn't even imagine having to go through. Right. And so I think, you know, getting older, you're like, okay, what can I do differently that I haven't really been doing? Right. And so I'm an empath. I don't, if you don't understand, like empath, you're they're very sensitive. You pick up on everything. So you feel everything. So on the outside, you kind of look cold and appear cold to people. And so I'm like, okay, what can I do to, to not appear so cold anymore? <laughs> anymore, Right. I'm still me. I still pick up, pick things up. Um, but I know how to heal them. I know how to address them. I know what to do now. So I don't have to hold on to those things anymore. So really just getting out and just reaching out to people and seeing if we are like-minded and if we are like-minded and we get along, great. I made a friend and, you know, wherever that goes. Right. And so that's really what I'm trying to do. Uh, the other thing is, is I'm actually going through a business school and through my business school, um, we have to do so much uh, every day. Um, and it's, it's, oh my goodness, it's exhausting. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, but it's exhausting. And so one of the things was, is, is, um, going on podcasts and getting interviewed by people and, um, I, for, it goes along with what I'm trying to do. Right. So she's like, well, you need to do this. And I'm like, well, that's going to push me into being more social, right. It's going to push me into talking to more people. Um, because that's, I'm not afraid obviously to talk to people. It's, um, I have this tendency to get to the point, right. Get to the point. Tell me what you need. Okay. Let's go ahead and heal it. Clear it. Boom. Go to the next one. My sessions are about a half an hour long. <laughs> Right. So I don't have these hour to hour chit chat things. And, and if people do go into the chit chat thing, I'm like, OK, you don't understand what we're doing. We need to we need to restructure these things. And so um, and when I go out and socialize, I'm more of a listener. Right. I don't really share my story. I just so people like my friends that I like are in, like the public on the public side don't really know my story because I don't. I don't talk. I just listen. So I'm like, okay, so how can I, what do I need to do? Right. And I have 6,000.5 friends and however many, like 6,000 followers. So it's like 12,000 people. And I'm like, okay, I can't just keep talking because I'm not really a talker. So it's like, well, how do I, how do I engage with them? Right. So I can help more people and put my name out there but also change, right? I need to change, I need to shift. I need to, to be more social. I need to um, meet more people and um, help more people, right? Because if people don't really know what I do, I can't help them. So, <laughs> so it's then, interesting because with that said, it's not like you lack followers or engagement or something's going on there. But you, what I hear you say is you feel like there's still what's missing is a connection and exchange. And so for you personally, you know, I was able to find snippets of like your background and what caused you to become who you become. So I would imagine because people Google a lot that they would be able to figure that out. And is that your draw? And if you have these um, individuals who you help heal on your half an hour, like how do they find you then? And what kind of clientele is that? And is it a repeat or a once, you know, come in, get it done and move on kind of thing? Or is it a little bit of a both thing? And how long have you been doing it? You know, and I'm happy to share you, you know, I mean, I think that that's what, all of this is about. I think that what people don't know, and one of the things that, and what I also hear, if I may, because this is how I converse, and this is how I teach, and like you, I am an empath, and I'm an intuitive healer. What I'm known for professionally is I'm an award-winning hair and makeup artist in Hollywood. That's been how I've made my living. 
I was always a visual artist, a performing artist kid. I was also an extremely sensitive person who people always came to, to talk through their things. And little did I know that I was probably really this, you know, healer all along, which made perfect sense why I went into pre-med, fine arts, all the things. But the pandemic is where it gave me a moment to be able to like, what's my truth? Who am I? Uh, trying to figure out like how to generate income while my, my income, like many, was like altered. And finding and doing things scared, like putting my writing out there and putting my voice out there and putting experience out there and learning about the multiple stages that people should be interacting with. You know, not just the luncheon or not just the school, but doing podcasts and doing all these things. And ironically, as I tell the story, I'd wanted to do podcasts like nine years ago, probably now, maybe longer. I don't know. I lost track of time when podcasts were not talked about. But I, you know, like you in your own version versus mine is, you know, getting your message out there, getting your message out there. I, I've been getting my message out there. I don't make money doing that. That's a very honest statement. It's not that I, you know, don't want to help. I want to help people and I want to not, you know, be a starving artist and a healer. But my point is, is that people don't even know that about me. Does that make sense? So for you, my question to you is, how do people find you? How have people found you? How have they, those who know about you, know about you that have, liked you and trusted you to service them and then how have people found you you're in the south side of chicago as you revealed to me you and i met through social media how are people connecting with you to be taken care of so i belong to a school that i facilitate and i'm not the only one there's there's a quite a few of us that are facilitators in the school and i so i teach there i'm an instructor there and so there's people that you know, hey, I want a one-on-one -on -one with you because I like the way that you, you know, you coach and you're in the group coaching. And to be honest with you, I can do a lot more with one-on-one, -on -one, obviously, because I could be more myself and, and use all of my other um, abilities versus in the school, which is, you know, you have limitations of how they want things done, which is totally fine. Um, so I have, I have that. And then usually in the past, I've done group group sessions, group healing sessions, where people will be like, hey, do you wanna um, come on my call? Or, hey, do you wanna you know, meet with my, my group? And um, there was a, a mental health group. I was talking to this guy. I don't know how I got in touch with him, to be honest with you. But anyway, he invited me into his mental health group. And so I did a few uh, meetings with him and, and that way, and friends, I had another school that I was in and I would post on Facebook with in that school and it was a metaphysical school. So of course they were, were interested and I made a, a couple really good friends and really good, uh, made a lot of good referrals through there as well. So, uh, refer referrals and Facebook, I guess, mostly, right. And then through school. So in regards to how long you've been an actual practitioner and healing people, how long have you been doing that? So that's an interesting question. I have been on this journey for well over 22 years. I started when I was about 24 and I just never stopped because it went from like the secret to this, to that, to the meditation, yeah. meditation. So I just, once you get on that journey, it's, it's an addiction. <laughs> you don't stop. I have, I, I really don't remember. I stopped counting after the 13th certification. I think I might have 15 or 16. There were a few that I went through that I just, I, I finished the classes. I just didn't get the certification because after a certain time I was like, I can teach this. I don't need the certification. Right. Well, when right. I got to that point where I was like, I right. could teach this, I was like, okay. So I finished the class and I looked at it as a, a connection to meet other people, other like-minded people. 
And, you know, sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. Some people just are on their own little path, which is fine. Uh, but that was my way of kind of like connecting uh, in class. And, and, and it was cute because there was a few people that wanted to be uh, my partner, of course. I want to be her partner. <laughs> so it was kind of cool in that sense, right? Because I've been doing, I've been affiliated with that group for a very long time. So when the new the new students come in and they're, of course, they want someone who's, who's been there for a while because I already, I knew so much already. And I went through it again because they changed the name of the company. So I just did it because I wanted a certification in the name of a company that was current. current. So again, yeah. I didn't need the certification. I just did it because yeah, it was fun. I liked it. And you know what? It honestly did help me. So I don't regret it at all. It really did help uh, my confidence level. I built the confidence was phenomenal uh, before I didn't have, I didn't have what I have now, right? I wouldn't even be on these calls, doing these calls, um, you know, having my own Zoom, having my own group, you know, doing the one-on-one. So last uh, COVID, uh, you were talking about COVID. So thank you, COVID, um, because COVID was the reason I jumped into this full time and have been able to do it. So is it three years since COVID kicked in? So three years full time that I've been doing it as my profession and my career, um, give or take, you know, six to 10 years doing it just as a hobby. And as, uh, you know, as I'm getting a certification, you have to, to work with so many people in order to get certain certifications, you know, some would for 10 people, others for 30 people, some were 100 people. Uh, so sometimes you could double, like you could use the same one so you can get like the 100. <laughs> um, and then some, sometimes you could double with working with the same people too. So I did whatever I could, obviously, to get the certifications, but I had so much fun with it. And sometimes I was already creating my own new modality in the process, which is funny because one of the certifications, I went to the CEO three times and she goes, that's not mine. That's not mine. That's not mine. And at that point I was like, oh, Judy, you created your own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what happens. That's like what I refer to as a living sculpture. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, but it was fun. And so finally the third time I'm like, okay, I'll behave. And I did it so I could get the certification. <laughs> Funny. Did you like being a student as a little girl? No. And and so at 22, when you started becoming a student and a practitioner of metaphysics, now it's interesting because I started studying metaphysics, I think it had to have been 1986-ish in Chicago. That has to be it, 85, 86, 86. And I mean, trust me, that was not, I mean, it was like, it's not that people didn't talk about it, but they really didn't talk about it. They really, really didn't talk about it. And like the fact that I was working with a therapist who used science of the mind as their way of healing was like so out in left field. I, like I said, I loved it because it was very effective. It, it was my love language, so to speak, of why, you know, how it served me and how I saw the success in the healing and the process really before my eyes, just like boom, 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 like just happened. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really great. And I, I'd like to think that I've actually, as we all can naturally tap into and be if we're paying attention mm -hmm. like this since time of, I think, creation. But I'm an idealist realist. <laughs> so I'd like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I really, I mean, I can only base it upon what goes on inside of me. And therefore, I don't know what goes on inside of everybody else. So therefore, I give that up because I have no control over that, as I, you know, as we all know. And what I say to that is, you know, the visions that I have or the moments of those, you know, powerful exchanges that are happening, I, I just like to speak be a vessel and a messenger and say, we all have the power to do that. Mm -hmm. We all have the power to do that. And, you know, I think that if we think back to our childhoods, no matter how dysfunctional or traumatic or 
out of the control we quote unquote didn't have because we were children, even though we might've known a lot and seen a lot by the very early ages, be it three, be it five, be it seven or nine or 12, were most of us walking around with those stories. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do with that information? Well, how do you mold it into something that's a healthy outlet and that, you know, heals you, doesn't carry forth into like all your other aspects of your life entering into adulthood, your personal, professional, your lifestyle, all the things, right? Addictions, breakups, abuse, inconsistency, lack of loyalty, affairs, you know, so infidel, like basically the 10 commandments, like let's, you know, without it being a religious conversation, right? Right, right. Um, So are you, are you asking me how to get rid of those things or? No, I'm not asking you how to get rid of, I'm not asking you, I'm saying that I think it's interesting how, if I may, if I may interject with your, in with regards to your question, I think it's interesting how metaphysics has become more of an accepting conversation. And now in today's age of Aquarian that we've entered, like I, I, you know, here I was just, gosh, I remember when the Broadway musical Hair came out and I was like a really little girl and the music age of Aquarius came out and all the, and, and that was like big, like, kind of concepts that you didn't realize like 40 or 50 or almost 60 years later that how that would become something that would be so prevalent in our presence today consciously or unconsciously a lot of people aren't having these conversations It's awesome. I love it because even with some of my friends who were non-metaphysical, right? So they're starting to like, oh, I read this book and oh, Judy knows about that stuff. I'll go call Judy, right? So um, so that's kind of neat. And I actually, my friend who I was trying to figure out how long we've been talking, we've been talking since 2006 or 2007. So it's like 14 years, 15 years. And so we were trying to figure that out. And he said today, he's like, you know what? He's like, you're the only person I could talk to about meditation. You're the only person I could talk to about X, Y, and Z. And he was going on. He's like, you know what? That's really nice. He says, because he goes, you know, I talked to my girlfriend and we talk about the news and we talk about this, this, and this. He's like, but you can talk about real stuff. <laughs> and so, so it was, it was kind of nice because you see, you slowly see, or I do anyway, I'm slowly seeing different people who would have never talked about it or even tapped on it are now like, Hey, I read this book. And what do you think about this? And Hey, you know, da, da, da. So it's, it's nice to see that because uh, now I feel at least now I'm no longer the crazy person, right? Because for so long, you're like, yeah. physics. I remember going, I was in college and they're like, where are you going after this? Because it was whatever the, the first two years. And then they're like, where, do you, where are you going after that? And I go, I'm, I'm going into metaphysics. And they're like, physics? I go, no, metaphysics. The la- I, it was like, I just blew her computer. <laughs> like she was, yeah. <laughs> she didn't know yeah, what, what year was. What year was that, Judy? What year was that? So if I graduated in 94, that would have been 96, so 97, 98. Interesting. 97, 98. Yeah. Yeah, I would still say that people were not, I mean, I knew people tapped into it. I certainly was tapped into it. I know a lot of people weren't. And it's interesting because you know, I don't know how familiar you are with the the practice of Kabbalah, but the mysticism oh, yes. Kabbalah, Kabbalah, yeah. Kabbalah yeah. you know, it um, the mysticism of that going back centuries and centuries, and I've been a student of that along with many other practices, and um, I think that that to me is like the epitome of the root of all of this stuff, all of it. Um, but that's me. That's my personal, like there's, there's that. And there's like, you know, it's all kind of equated in my, in my, in my personal book. But I think that once people give themselves permission to just get quiet, 
and to hear themselves in their truth. It's not complicated. It's really simple acts of a process that you hear the word metaphysics and you can like people will shut down because they just hear this, you know, what physics, no metaphysics. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then that's too Lululala or too witchy poo or too, you know, like you said, crazy thinking, making whatever. When this stuff's been around way before we were ever formulated. <laughs> Mm-hmm. it's like I said it's in the galaxy in the universe it's in the like those stars and the moon and the all the planetary whatever like that's how our calendar is that's how we our algorithms are that's how we create our how we plant how we do everything it's all by the stars the sun the shadow, blah 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 mm-hmm. you know we have nothing to do with it we're like such little blips of it all such little blips and yet and I don't have my doctorate in this and yet I could have I mean I was just spending 80 90 hours in film sets but always practicing this stuff you know and um and now I am certified in things I mean I work with some of the world's biggest healers that we collectively as healers work together weekly and it's quite something because I even laughed at myself when I first got involved with this group as I was, as I'm doing, you know, 80 hour weeks on film sets and I land in this group and um, I was like, wow, all these people are professional practitioners. They're like, they're, they're actual healers. What am I doing here? And of course my teacher of the course and who's been my ultimate coach all along as, as well as all these people have, um, She's like, no, you, you are, you just, you know, it's just, you, you need to accept that this is who you've always been <laughs> because, you know, do you hear basically what comes out of your mouth? Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is that I haven't made it into a business, but yet people always come. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Well, and you had said about, you know, just being silent and being one with yourself, but you know how many people are actually afraid of that? I literally had a conversation about that like a day or two ago. And I'm like, you just need to be silent. And they were like, oh no, like literally we're like freaking out. Like, I can't, I I don't know how to do that. I can't do that. You know, or just like meditation. And I'm like, you do realize there's like a thousand different ways to meditate. There's not just one way. (laughs) Like you can meditate other kinds of ways. Go to the beach, go walk on the beach. (laughs) That's meditation. Walk your dog. That's meditation. There's lots of ways. Like you said, it's, it's just being open, but again, not but, and again, the interesting thing about this conversation and around this conversation of this conversation is that people do sadly, unfortunately, still have limited beliefs to what that's associated with, assimilated to. You know, I'm sure you can think back as a little girl, the moments you had those light bulb moments of those big dreams and those visions and those, how you saw yourself and you creating your life and all. And if you look back and you look forward, the likelihood is you've created a lot of that for yourself. You've manifested that. Well, that's the power of the mind. That's the power of the science of the mind of affirming your visions and manifesting into reality, your dreams, simple. It's like setting a goal. Mm -hmm. It's that simple, but people don't set goals. People don't take the time, like you said, to get quiet. People don't get reflective, God forbid. It's like a confrontation to get reflective. Yeah, right. And I think, God, that's like a great holiday. <laughs> like <laughs> you're giving me the, the choice to get reflective. Like that's really like bougie. <laughs> now, I, I like, it's, it's interesting because growing up, if someone ever gave me constructive criticism or criticism, you know, I went down, 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 down. Right. So I'm like in, embarrassed, sad whatever. And now if someone says something to me, like, Ooh, I have something to heal. Ooh, I get excited 
<laughs> I literally get excited, but I've been doing this. Like I said, I've been doing it for over 20 years. So it's harder to find things, right? So I, even like my childhood and stuff like that, I have a lot of that is all hunky dory now, right? Because I've healed so much of it. So there really isn't a whole lot. There really isn't, you know, I'll have my dad or my sister say something or bring up a story. And I'm like, was I there? And they're like, what do you mean? Was the radio there? Right. Um, but I've healed so much, but it's part of not only me just healing, but also working with other clients and I'm getting the benefit with working with them. So there's stuff going on that you don't even realize that you're healing and clearing just because I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about them. Right. Yeah. So I don't remember what we worked on or, or whatever, because <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm for, for one, usually when I'm in a session, I'm, uh, the ego is set aside because I'm, I'm yeah. listening. Yeah, right. So I'm all in on you. And what, what is it that I can do for you? How can I heal you, help you? I, I am all in. And that's why I can be so intuitive and things come up and I can pick up on things, um, you know, and, and, and then they'll be like, well, how did you know that? Or where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. Let's just go ahead and heal it and clear it. What does it mean? I don't know. You want me to, you, you want, are you concerned about what it means? Are you concerned about healing it? Because I'm concerned about getting rid of it. <laughs> Let's just let it go. And uh, they're like, oh, okay. And then when we go through um, the session and the healing session, they're like, oh, I know what that means. I'm like, yeah, that's why I wanted to just go ahead and clear it. Because a lot of times that does come up, the epiphany, the idea or whatever. And like, oh, now I understand, right? Now I understand. I had one a lady yesterday, I was working with her and she about cried because I put, I I'm the put two and two together girl, right? So I'm like, okay, this happened. And I'm like, okay, was this a reason why did this happen? And she just was just bawling. And she's like, how did you even put those two together? And I'm like, well, that's what I do, right? But the, the, the light bulb that went off to try to figure out why those things happen, she just was amazed, just amazed that these things in her life kept happening. She didn't understand why. I asked her a few questions and she's like, well, yeah, boom eyes are just falling and yeah uh, the epiphany the light bulb goes on and she's like I can't believe I never thought of that yes yeah. it's just amazing how how simple like for you and I these some of these things are yeah sometimes it just it just involves the right question yeah and how and how great it is like you said early on to be able to help others heal yeah and to, to see that for me it's such an honor such an honor to be able to be like, all I did was ask a simple question yeah. and I changed her life forever. We, you know, you, you know, this is also the other thing is a lot of people don't, you know, it's, it's like doing this podcast. People be like, well, what do you mean two hours? We're going to sit down for two hours. And I'm like, and un un uninterrupted, not wood, you know, there's not barking dogs and stuff in my background or whatever, because it's a whole other story. But it's more importantly, it's like, yeah, we're going to connect for, give ourselves the opportunity to have this couple hours to have this conversation wherever it's meant to go. If it's meant to be two hours, great. If it's not, that's fine too. But let's give ourselves the space to just do that. My point to that is, is most people like ourselves, even though we're, we're talking and exchanging a lot of who we are and what we do, it's not an ego-driven thing. It's not a Wimbledon game here that we're talking. We're just sharing our love and our passion and how it evolved into things that we have studied or practiced or help others with and how we connected. And the beautiful thing about that is that we get to have this conversation in this platform that so many probably funny little bits drew us in together like its own little sweet web of sorts to make that turn into this. Yeah. It's, and, and going back to COVID, like thanking COVID for that because I never had the time to slow down and to not be present for things that, I mean, I love doing, creating films and I love what I do and I love being a part of it. And there's been a lot of things that, you know, over time has shifted and, and been, had its own, had its own enlightenment or challenges or, you know, evolutions and so forth. And 
And, and just because of this opportunity and getting to explore these things and getting quiet and giving permission and willing to jump off cliffs, which I've said this week, you would never see me jumping off a cliff physically. Yeah. That's just not happening. I have no interest in that, but I can jump off these cliffs. This is a cliff jumping off I'm doing with you and us and building this community. That's been a really exciting way of bringing great minds together, great people together, great conversations together, sharing and expanding and showing others how you can do that. Do it in a way that you can walk away learning something that maybe you didn't know five minutes ago or how it enlightened you to something that you would have never thought to have asked before. But now you might create the next conversation with the next person across your path and connect with them in a different, better healing sort of way. It doesn't have to be about sitting down with some metaphysical PhD, you know, D doctor with 17 certifications. It could just be a great connection of exchange. And I think we as humans need to teach each other the importance of that, especially during the technology world of the way we're expanding so rapidly and detaching so rapidly that that to me is like such an important factor. And I think ties into the metaphysics. I think metaphysics, you can talk for hours so even two hours probably could go forever just because it's such an umbrella of so many different topics. And um, so, I mean, yeah, just, you know, you can go to meditations, you know, the different healing modalities, you know, like I've been, you know, I did Reiki, I did, uh, you know, Reiki is uh, Karuna and Yusui. I didn't even know they had two or three, actually there's three, I think there's three. Um, and then quantum healing, you know, all those, yeah. each one, you could just have all the different conversations and, you know, like Reiki, the experiences I had with Reiki. And for me, it was more of a journey, right. To get to where I'm at now. And because I loved all of those different things and, but it wasn't what I wanted to do as far as a profession. I, I discovered that I liked having it done on me but it wasn't something that I wanted to do. So then when I got to where I'm at now, I'm like, okay, this I can do, right? Cause then I can work with both men and women. I don't feel weird, you know, cause Reiki yeah. touching and doing stuff. Yeah. Like, that, right? yeah. Um, so then I would do non-touch or I would do distant and stuff like that. And, um, but for me, I was taught if you do Reiki, that like you can't tell them what you're getting. If you're picking anything up, you're not supposed to share any of that. And to me, that was going against who I was. Mm -hmm. And if I'm getting a message, it's not my message. Yeah. It's not my story. Right. So I'm, I'm, as you were saying earlier about being the vessel to me, that was my way of being a vessel and sharing that and in, that information. Right. But my, my coach and my instructor was like, absolutely not. We don't do that. And I was like, okay. So then that's why I got out of it. That was one of the main reasons I got out of it was because I was kind of scared that I was doing the wrong thing. Sure, of course. So but yet now, your truth was to stay the course Yeah. in your, in your mind, your course of action. Right. And if yeah. I'm getting a message and I think it's going to help them and then I, I can't, that I'm holding back, well, then, then I'm stifling my energy and my frequency and I didn't like that feeling. So now where I'm at now, because I used to be an intuitive too, I got, you know, professionally paid to do intuitive work. And when I would do that, a lot of times people were more so testing my abilities. Yeah. They were actually asking questions that could help them. Yeah. And they're wasting their time and their money and I'm wasting my time telling them what the name of their brother or their sister is. You really yeah. need $45 for me to tell you what their name is. Like, come on. So yeah. that was, so then, so that, that's how I got to go through all these different things. And for me, it was just a journey. I was like, no, I really like this. Clearly I'm intuitive. Clearly I have these gifts. Um, what can I do 
to use them and that they would be appreciated, right? And so now I feel, even though I don't use it necessarily on a daily basis, they don't always need it. Um, but when there is a message that comes through, I am able to give it. And it is nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, welcomely, openly appreciated, right? It and is or it is not. It, it is. It is. Right. Appreciated. Yeah. So and is it, do you feel it's because the person knows who you are and what they're dealing with and that's already what they've signed up for their, in their appointment? Or is it, or is it in situations where they don't know anything about you and things come forward? Like what, cause that, that's got to happen to you as well. Yeah, I try to stay away from when I don't know the person because I don't know how they'll react. So I do try to hold back on that. Um, I don't have too much of an issue with that because I had had that previously where I had literally gone into stores and heard babies talking. And I was like, okay, they're going to put me away. We're not doing this. So I had a, a conversation with the universe and says, we're not doing this. Um, and then my stupid butt went into the mall. I went from a store to a mall. It got worse. And I told my sister what I did. And my sister at the time was really the only one I could talk to, to tell because she was, you know, she is like me and no one else could really understand that. Who am I going to be able to call and be like, you know what? I just heard this baby say, mom, I want my bottle. I, yeah. it, you know, just, this just, yeah. So, so anyway, I kind of, um, suppressed it for a little yeah. bit yeah. Uh, a couple of years. And then, um, as I started doing this and started working with people and people started getting comfortable with me and talking, um, I have done it on maybe the first or second session, um, if, if the time comes for it, I've had messages, uh, mediumship messages for people who have passed away and have tried to find the person and contact yeah. them and said, Hey, um, I have this message for you. And, and at this point I'm so strong and so confident, which I'm proud of myself, right. That I don't no longer care if you think I'm crazy. So I will be like, I will. And that's how I start. I'm like, look, I have a message for you. You take it how you want to, Last time I didn't send the message, they came to me three times. They were really mad and they were throwing weird things at me. I said, I'm not doing it again. I said, so I'm going to give you the message and you do whatever you want with it. <laughs> for you. So the, the yeah. girl was like, she was just in tears, obviously, because he had just died. And so she was really grateful. And everything that I had said to her made sense to her because it didn't make sense to me. I have no idea. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're the vessel. I was just a vessel and I was, you know, I was, I was told to find her was this girlfriend or I was told to find the girlfriend. I had no idea what her name was. I just knew, but I knew I could find her through the group. I knew I could find her. I just didn't know who she was and I did. And so everything worked out and it was fine. Right. And then I had something one more time, somebody else came to me uh, from something else. And then their message wasn't that big of a deal. It was, I shouldn't say it's not a big deal. He just wanted to say, I'm sorry mm -hmm. to like everyone, but he mm -hmm. didn't have like a bigger message. That's mm -hmm. all he wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't really know who to tell it to. So I had one person who I knew talked to somebody who I knew talked to somebody and I told her and I was like, you know, he came to me and he said this. And so if you want to share it, go ahead. And I did. And he never came back or bothered me or anything. So I guess I did my job. <laughs> yeah, of course, um, of course. Because he, because he didn't come back. So, um, but I really didn't, I really don't talk to those people. So I was like, well, who do I, who do I go to? Like, who do I tell? Yeah. Them? Yeah. You know, I knew that there was a group of people and they were all friends with them and stuff. So anyway, he says, he's sorry. <laughs> so anybody listening who thinks they know who I'm talking about, he's sorry. So <laughs> well, when you, when you share this with your community, you never know. That just, I hope that message comes across. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, that's the, that's, that's what this is all about ultimately. Right. It's so, it's so interesting. So when you think about yourself as a little girl, yeah. could you have, I mean, what was, what was little Judy dreaming about? What, what did she, what was she doing that really excited her? that she wanted to continue to do or become? Oh, I don't, you know, I think most of my, my thoughts were morbid. 
um, I was, <laughs> believe it or not, they were about death, a lot about death. And then I had learned later through past life regression and, and other healing modalities. The reason I was so consumed with death, I remember even at four, uh, because my past life, it's obviously how I died. <laughs> yes. So I was connected to my past um a few, a few of them, the past few deaths. And so I just was so afraid to die. Like, and yeah. I remember being so scared and having no concept as to why I was so scared. But if it was traumatic or the action that took place never felt like soulfully complete. And that was an open-ended situation and very traumatic that way. And I keep that ironically that came up for me when you, even right before you said it, I was like, though, this has got to be incomplete past life stuff. That's just not healed. That's why. Don't ask me why that came up, by the way. It's so anyhow. True. Yeah, absolutely true. And I, so I was very intuitive from, from a little girl. I don't think if you ever watched that one movie, I forgot what it was called, where you get the shot. So you don't, so you don't remember. <laughs> I don't think I got the shot. <laughs> I must have gotten a shot. I don't remember. No, I'm kidding. Oh, there's um, a movie I don't know. Where, <laughs> there's a movie. It's like a, a love story where the guy comes, he dies. They're like going to get engaged and he dies and he comes back as some, as, as, as the daughter's boyfriend. And then he starts to remember that he was supposed to be with the wife. It sounds Chances like 17 are. again or something like Chances that. Are. Chances are. Yeah. Chances are. Copy that. Yeah. And so he didn't get the shot because he was in a, in a race to get back to his fiance. So I think I was the one. that <laughs> <get> <laughs> so I remembered being little, um, a lot of past life stuff and, uh, just so intuitive and so in tune with so much stuff. And, you know, I lost a lot of it going to public school. And then when I started going through metaphysical classes and, and taking different classes and going to different things and learning different things, I was relearning what I had already known. And the one thing I'll never, ever forget is being three, four, six years old and being like, I'm not watching the news. It's always bad news. And I made that decision that age. And I literally have really never watched the news until high school when they actually, we had to for whatever kind of book report or report we had to do. And I had remembered, you know, at that age, I'm like, no, I made this agreement when I was like four or five years old, I'm not watching the news. And then when you go into metaphysical school, they literally teach you, do not watch the news, right? So it's just amazing to me on something like that, that I just, I knew my whole core was like, no. Right. And there were just things through life that I figured out and that I that I like relearned as an adult that I knew naturally as a child. So uh, that to me is just so profound. Right. But it was it were those things that I remember the most, you know, what excited me. I used to love going to the the, the uh, carnival, the, the yeah, the carnival, the summer carnivals. <laughs> I loved those things. I would actually, I loved them so much that I would recreate them in my own home and in my, in my dad's truck. So my dad had a pickup truck and my sister and I, and all the dogs were piled in the back of the pickup truck and there was a cab, right? So my mom and dad would be in the front, my sister and me and the dogs and all the luggage. Cause we don't go away for the weekends and stuff. And there was the cooler and the cooler had the two, you know, the silver things that came up to like, hold it, to hold it yeah. up. And I would sit on there and I would pretend I was on every possible ride possible the whole way to wherever we were going. So, so you had a great imagination yes. and a great like way of sourcing your entertainment and entertaining yourself and just believing and envisioning and being able to like transport yourself. Yes. Yes. I was always able to transport myself. And I never knew that I was actually um, telepathic until I got older, that I was doing all these conversations. And it was just so natural for me to like talk to different people, random people. And I didn't realize that, oh, you're telepathic. You can, cause I'll actually get responses. Right. So if I ask for like an email, I'll get the email. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, it's interesting, Judy, you mentioned that because I, I wonder sometimes, like going back to something we earlier talked, you know, briefly touched on, where everybody has the power, like everybody's got intuition, it's whether or not they're listening, right? And when we get so weighed down by so much other shit, we tend to like tr stop trusting that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I think it's, and I wonder, and my question to you and your, your belief system is, you know, like getting these visions or getting these messages and all that stuff. Do you feel that some people are more just that they're born that way versus we're all born that way and that some people have shut it off at such an early stage? and some never get the pleasure of tapping back into it, or some just never got it, or we all have it, it's just what we do with it. Well, we definitely have access to all of the gifts, right? It's just your beliefs, it, more of it is your belief system, right? So some of us as, as children believed in, you know, ghosts and all that, and your parents like, no, those aren't real, those aren't true. Um, okay, well, go have a go in my old house that I lived in and grew up on. Go have a go there. Guarantee you, you'll have some kind of experience. Um, Non-believers became believers after leaving that house, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's just so many experiences that I've had in my life that it's hard for me to say that it's hard for me not to believe, you know, just like, you know, the afterlife or having lives before, past lives and stuff. I can remember these things. So where are they coming from if they don't actually exist? And um, so that's why I am who I am and where I'm at is because I've had these experiences, right? And so if you don't have those experiences, you don't really necessarily have a reference. Doesn't mean that it's not real or true. It's just, they don't have the reference where for me, I have the references, right? You want to believe in ghosts? Go to my house. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. You know, you want to believe in in um, telepathy? We can have a chat. Telepathy, right? Have a you know. Um, there's just so many different things that you know in my life. It, it's, I've had the experience, and I've seen them. I've seen it happen. I had a conversation. I was uh, working for someone, and I had never worked with him in person before. It was usually over the phone or whatever. And I went to his home. And this was really, this was really neat because this was like my re-reminder that how gifted that I, I was. And so I had different folders in my hands and the one folder would have like whatever name it is. And I would just be holding it, looking at it, like reading it. So I knew where to put it. And he'd be like, do you have such and such? And it would be the folder that I had in my hand. And I'm like, yeah, here. Well, the first time you don't think about it. You're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Coincidence. Second and third time you're like, okay, which one of us is psychic? <laughs> True. No, I get it. I completely get it. And I get it. And I experience a lot of what you're talking about personally. And I, I don't tend to share it with people. Um, unless I feel it's a necessity to tell them for whatever reason, like being the messenger in the vessel, you know, like, so for me, it's, it's almost comes in, in a different kind of variety of ways. Yeah. Um, it's 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 helping in other sorts of ways so it could be like it could be validations and it could be you know for instance i could write somebody's name down and i'm going out into a breakout room to have conversations with people you know in in the same group but you don't know who you're gonna end up in the room with and then that's the person who i end up in the room with or i'm gonna do a podcast and have a guest on and I'm trying to figure out like I, last minute decisions of what I'm going to be wearing and I get this vision of a white high collar crisp blouse um and I'm like do I even have that I mean I know I love it but do I even have that in my closet and I'll put on you know my pearls and I'll be like yeah I do but it doesn't like the collar doesn't stamp so that's and then my guests will show up wearing that. And, or I'll think of a piece of property. And next thing I know, I'm like, you know, are you selling that? Because I feel like I could really like put you with somebody else and that could be your transaction. You never have to go through a realtor. Damn, I really should get my license. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I mean, this is how I, 
or casting, like how people should be cast together in movie projects or, I don't know, there's conversations, there's people show up in the news, ironically as metaphysical or whatever I wanna reference myself to and I don't really, one way or another, I love the news. I mean, love is a big word. It's a better word than hate for me. So, but my point is, is I'm kind of a news junkie. Like I, I like history. I like news. I like to know what's going on, whether people feel that you're being fed a line of BS or it's a business or whatever. I still think that there's a source of awareness, right? For me, I don't like to live under what I would feel for me, not a umbrella statement but I feel like I need I feel like it keeps me like alert in a way that I'm alert in many other ways of course as well but that's an interesting approach and thought process I mean it's kind of like uh, related to this it's like adopting dogs you know that trainers don't ever want you to adopt two siblings because god forbid emotionally something happens to the other one of one or the other and I'm like well then, what do you say about like actual siblings who are like in human form or any of like what? What are you talking about? Like I don't, I don't buy that bullshit. But that's I'm not saying I don't yeah. buy the not listening to news from the metaphysical perspective and saying I don't buy that bullshit. I'm just saying like yeah. there are rules that can be broken and still applied and still be successful and still be able to have a clear path and you know what I mean and not get muddled with all the tantana as I put it <laughs> and uh, um but yeah so it's interesting because it's great I many people I've connected with over the pandemic and over social media it's because we all pivoted yeah right and we all pivoted in our business and our mindset and our expansion and our growth and, and personally no matter where things are today they're so much further along because we were courageous and we did some things uncomfortably and i think that they're great inspirational examples to show others and one of the many reasons why i love doing this platform is to inspire people to get out of their own way, whatever it is that they're passionate about. It might not be like, I wanna go get my PhD and get 17 certifications that I applaud you for, by the way. Yeah. It might be, you know, to be a potter. It might be to be a travel agent or, you know, be on that three-year cruise that is traveling the whole world, I, you know, whatever it is. I'd love to do that you know. too. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. I think as much as I'd ever want to do a cruise, I could see myself committing to three. As <laughs> <laughs> strange as that sounds, I'm like, that is a really great idea. Yeah. You could see every part of the world with a thousand people, a thousand people you're traveling the world with over three years. Man, I love that kind of thing. That's yeah. like a small college experience. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think I would I would love that too. I'd sign up for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, ultimately you're trying to now reach out to more um or connect deep more deeply is more what deeply. I heard yeah, at the I beginning. I don't really have a lot of deep connections, right? I just have a lot of followers and I'm like, okay, <laughs> we need to fix this, right? So like I said, I go out in public and people recognize me and I have no idea who they are. And I'm like, am I supposed to know who you are, right? So <laughs> like, you know. And do you think of, that happened during the pandemic? Did your following expand during the pandemic that way? Yeah. Or was that already established? Well, it was established, but it definitely grew. Yeah. And, and I grew more into who I feel I'm meant to be as well. So you put yourself out there more, maybe. Oh, for sure. Because I was a nanny. <laughs> so I have, now that's an interesting statement. You put yourself out there more because you're a nanny. I'm 
that almost feels like two different dichotomies of statements. So if I were a nanny, I think I would be more private versus social media, be more present and out there. So explain that to me, please. So I was a nanny for, I'm not sure, maybe 10, 15 years. And while I was a nanny, I would have my headset on and I was going through school, right? Doing school, listening to whatever audios and stuff I needed to go through to go, not that I needed to, what I wanted to do, right? So I was learning and constantly learning. And so that was the, that was the benefit, right? Because they would be, you know, at the park or whatever, and you're just sitting there watching. And um, so it was the best of both worlds to be able to kind of go to school and be working at the same time. So I'm really blessed. I'm really grateful. Uh, I've, I had really only a handful of families. I was blessed with that too. So I didn't really have to hop until after um, after a certain time then everybody got older, like literally everyone was older. So then you hop more when they're older, when they're younger, you can stay for a while. And uh, so I was really blessed with that, but I knew that wasn't what I was meant to do, even though the children adored me. And, you know, even till this day, I can go up to a kid. I actually, <laughs> I was on a date a couple of weeks ago and he was introducing me to his friends and they had a little boy. And I just knelt down. He was screaming. <laughs> I kept screaming and screaming and screaming. And nobody was like saying or doing anything. And they were all ignoring the poor kid. And he was like, maybe two. So I just knelt down and I screamed back at him and he started giggling. <laughs> and so then that was it. I was his best friend for the next 10 minutes. And he grabbed my hand and he wanted to play with me and wanted to play hide and seek. You spoke his language. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, you know, for again, it's, you know, listening to your intuition, right? What is, what is the energy asking for? And the energy could be a child. What is the energy asking for? What's the child asking for? And he was looking for attention. So I knelt down and I gave him the attention and then he cried when we were leaving and I felt so bad, you know, um, but I, but I understood, right? Because I, yeah. somebody was, somebody was finally paying attention to him and understood what he was trying to do and they weren't yelling at him or mad at him. Right. I wasn't yelling at him or mad at him. I greeted him and, yeah. you know, so it's, you know, for, for me, it's reading the room and listening, uh, listening to the energy and what does the energy need? But as far as uh, that was concerned, I knew I wasn't meant to be there. Right. Even though I am good with kids, it wasn't what I wanted to do. It wasn't what made me happy right or excited and learning about this stuff and I think the excitement part of learning it all was my remembering of a ch- of being the child and all the things that I knew as a child so t- for me it was fascinating to read things that I remember thinking as a child and it's like how is this even remotely possible that I am reading these things and learning these things in my 30s um late 30s early 40s like I'm learning these things that I actually knew as a child so I think that was the fascination for me it's like how did I know these things can I share something with you that's just so crazy as you've been sharing just that I got this image of you as Alice in Wonderland looking glass, like just like connecting with your true soul. And you have that Alice in Wonderland look, funny enough. <laughs> like, I, I don't even, it's like the blonde, the hair to the side. I could see you with the headband and the dress and stockings of black, like, like all the things. And I was just like, wow, how bad. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's who you are. And I bet that that was, it was probably, you know, because we all learn um, these studies in different ways and it resonates in different ways, right? Like, you know, like when I studied Kabbalah, I really was like, of course I know this stuff. Like, this is my, this is my love language. This is like, you know, the chakras and the numerology and the stars and the planets and the past lives and so you know our souls living you know thousands of years and all that kind of stuff and whereas other people be like no the earth is flat it's not round and there's no such thing as our soul reincarnating I get that that's how you feel that's not what I believe I believe that we keep processing and doing more of the, you know, of the same or different 
hence why you had as a child the you know the death experiences because those were incomplete things that your soul had gone through trauma you needed to clear figure out complete so you can move on and i do believe our souls do have you know attachments to things that until we clear it and whether you do it through muscle work or however you do the clearing and the healing and the so forth and again things that are people like muscle work what is she talking about well it just so happens that after i moved to la I just happen to have a lot of practitioners who did a lot of that kind of work. And so that was the experiences that I had for all my healing work to move through and learn from and what have you. And I've just had these interesting alternative forms of medicine that's not just been Western, it's been Eastern and mm-hmm. You know, and so I feel that I've been fortunate. And with that said, because I'm very Western science oriented, I also believe that there is a balance to things and that people need to understand that like, yeah, Reiki is a very healing thing or acupuncture is a very healing thing or massage and meditation is a very healing thing. And sometimes you got to go in and physically cut things out. But you want to make sure that you're working with doctors that make right diagnosis and do the things that are meant to be and all the things, you know. And so I think that we all have a place to help each other. And I think the beautiful thing is that you've been giving these gifts that you've been able to pay attention to and that you can now help others help themselves through the information that you have that comes to you and that the world is now getting to know that. And it's just more about giving permission to be seen and heard while you're seeing and hearing everybody else. I can't wait for you to join us next week for part two of my conversation with Judy as we continue this exploration of metaphysics and why it's so important and what it has been a practice that's been going on for a very long time and I think the world is just catching up so tune in next week in the meantime have a great week much love and bye for now